As Rachel and friends say, I mean, have you ever sat through Citizen Kane? To which Joey goes, oh my god, I know. And Rachel responds, but it's like a big deal. Everyone has heard of Citizen Kane, like many people have heard of Psycho or Strangers on a Train, Ben-Hur, Chariots of Fire, Casablanca, Gone of the Wind, and the list of these benchmark movies go on and on. And yet, in spite of being referenced profoundly to contemporary audiences, in total oblivion to them probably, these films are not seen as stimulating or daring, or in fact just not curious enough to make people go see it, despite the sheer weight behind the names of these titles. Now, in about 50 years' times, our kids will be equally oblivious to boring titles such as Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, The Godfather, Platoon. And that's already starting to happen. And even further down the line, at some given point, their grandkids will speak ill of films like Inception or Moonrise Kingdom, or maybe even 12 Years a Slave. Quite hard to imagine, right? I could be wrong. We have unlimited access to all movies now, so in theory, they are available. They're accessible. We have Apple TV, Netflix, Prime, Sky. We have Hula, HBO, all the sports channels. We have Disney, and that has five hybrid channels of its own featuring movies from all over the world. But even classics from 1920s, the world is literally at our fingertips when it comes to what to watch. It's why we have trouble selecting movies or TV shows these days, because there are simply too many options. But back then... It was quite selective. It was either one or two movies you could see at the cinema back in the 40s. Even recently, only like 10 films would be out in the cinema at one time, with new films coming out every fortnight or so. Now, with COVID-19, I can watch the new Wonder Woman movie. I recently watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was four hours long. I can watch movies that were released days ago. We have every movie at our helm. So why is it that we only want to watch certain movies? We tend to avoid films where we don't recognise any of the stars. We actually tend to avoid action films that star women. We tend to avoid films that are foreign or black and white or even before 1980. Why do you think that is? Why is that how everyone is programmed? Why do people are why are people just programmed to watch specific films? Now I can talk about race or sexism in film, but I won't today. I want to talk about people's issues with old films. Is it not exciting enough for you? Are we not using special effects and vibrant colours in movies now? Are we too good to venture back into our history to see how it has come to where it is, how it's evolved throughout the years? It can't be the film or the genre because people watch dramas all the time, so why not watch Citizen Kane? It is black and white, but does that really stop us? Ask yourself honestly, why does watching a black and white film make it less appealing? It's a very tricky answer, but it will stem down to the notion that the films that are black and white will be tedious, they will be boring, it won't be exciting enough, and there is the issue with audiences in this generation today. Assumption that if the film doesn't have Leonardo DiCaprio in it, it won't be good enough, or if the film isn't directed by a specific person like Christopher Nolan or Steven Spielberg, it can't be good, or vice versa. If the film has Matt Damon or Leo in it, then it's worth a watch. If the film is directed by Steven Spielberg or Tarantino, then people should go see it, no questions asked. It's the assumption of what we are familiar with. But remember, a film is not familiar. It is the genre that is familiar. The work may be familiar, but it takes people to have watched it for the first time to actually have built that assumption on that actor or director or general hybrid genre. A lot of people don't watch horror because they don't like scary films. That's a fair comment, but then I ask, is there not scary things happening in dramas or tragedies that happen in biopics like war films, like any Oscar-winning films that are about white real-life men and the tragedy of real life? Um, you know, you could argue those are real horrors. So immediately, because of assumption, we avoid any film that has any indication of a horror movie. And yet, you would be surprised how many of those films to do with horrors are nothing to do with a man with a knife or a ghost. There are actually dramas telling you that something might happen. That's exactly what action movie is. It's a drama where some explosions will happen, or a fight scene. So when a film says it's a drama, 
it means it's in between. My point is, we have decided to make a decision based on assumptions and we have become a generation where risk isn't taken enough with movies. You will only watch a film usually if it's A, being heavily advertised, B, someone told you to watch it, and C, because you are familiar with the actor or actors or directors. And yet, with unlimited access, like I mentioned before, we have actually subconsciously narrowed down that unlimited access to just three categories, believe it or not, which is what I just mentioned. And that narrows it down to just 20 That means you're missing out on 75% of movies and TV shows based on assumption. It's like being trapped in a supermarket and only chocolate and only eating chocolate because no one told you you want cereal or fruit or bread because you don't know what it tastes like because you haven't tried. It's like being in a library and only reading Stephen King because you are familiar with it. It's there we take comfort when we want to lose ourselves in a movie because it's contradictory because you're not losing yourself in a movie, which is the sole purpose, the experience of it. Real life is letting go. And when you go to the movies, that's what exactly what you're trying to do is letting go of real life because you have expectations when you go see a movie. You have assumptions already. It's a comfort zone. So are you really letting go? Are you really trying to lose yourself with something that you already know what's going to happen with? That's why people watch rom-coms a lot. And when they know the couple will end up together, it's why we watch action films because no matter how many times the bullet gets fired at our hero, he will survive at the end. But when we delve into the unknown, people get scared and turn a blind eye, which is absolutely fine because you watch movies for different reasons. I found that extraordinary, though, and it requires people to take risks, find those hidden gems and be completely blown away. The beauty of watching a movie is removing all kinds of expectations before the film even starts. You know, a Sylvester Stallone film will have the action and corny one-liners like Arnie films. You know, a Ryan Gosling film will be quirky, funny at times and introduce some sarcasm and have some sex appeal. You'll know that a Meryl Streep film will be worth a watch because she's a fantastic actress who's been nominated like 21 times. And that's okay because she's great to watch. But you've limited the risk because of that acquaintance you have of her. Citizen Kane is known. Assumptions are made about it. And yet if someone asks what the storyline is, I wonder how many can hazard a guess of what it is. Old films shape where we are today, and it's the ignorance of today that these films won't be explored to the extent that they should. Cinemas are not only trying to take a political shift with gender and race, but also with ageism, the ignorance behind this generation. So Citizen Kane, it's a classic, but why is it a classic? What's it about? 